Guys, there is no place that She's I'm awesome, by the way. Aisha right Tyler. That's right great they got her. In this fucking cool. place. We all get to come Lana together to celebrate us, the fans, and all things DC. And I've got to pinch myself right now to make sure I'm not dreaming Thank because we know. have the man who is starring in the next feature film incarnation oh, of one of DC's most popular characters of all time. Yes. We're talking more than 80 years here, guys. So ready your bodies because here is the Batman. The Robert Pattinson. Woo! Our boy. Okay. Oh, yes. That music. Is he really going to be here? As many of you probably already know, we were in the beginning stages of production when COVID hit. So now I'm very anxious to get back to work and continue to form this beloved character. I've always been there he, a massive our fan. Boy. I'm not really allowed to share anything, so I'm going to hand Good man. over Good man. to the great Matt Reeves, who's somewhere around here, and um, he can determine what can and can't be talked about. Uh, but I do know that if you stick around till the end, um, there's a cool surprise so and this is so robert Pattinson. this is so Pattinson. that was great that was exactly what brief i was hoping point. for brief and to the point oh I, Matt, I'm, I'm so i've seen a lot of people posting robert Pattinson thank you it's great to be here so as robert said it's super early Pattinson's to tell us much about the movie man. but i think what's exciting about where we are with with DC and with this franchise specifically is that there's been a multiverse of Batman, right? And now you're taking over this particular iteration of Batman. What made you want to tell a Batman story? I mean, this is a heavy lift. What what was it that drew you to this character in this world? Look, I love Batman and I've loved Batman since I was a kid. And, it, you know, I never even imagined, you know, when I began making movies that I would oh, wow. uh, this is what do Barry genre movies like. because I, I just I just loved certain kinds of movies I, that I, were very yeah, character based. Look, and I, it's really interesting that as I got deeper into genre, yeah. I realized like a, that like that was a way to do very French emotional stories, but under it. the guise of these sort of great mythic tales. Like and in particular, that, what excited it looks me, like a guy the thing I related to, go to like, in the Batman story, to, to get was that the, uh, he a isn't a superhero in the traditional sense. You know, he might have a cape, but yeah, he can't he fly. Sort of he's like, he's like you and me, but if he has a superpower, it's the ability to endure. And not only the ability, but the kind of compulsion. And so that idea of being that driven by your past and by the things that you can't quite resolve in yourself like he's a very alive character and to me to tell a version of batman where again it wasn't about how he became batman but it's about the early days of how he is batman and he is so far from being perfect and watch uh, us sort of see him becoming what we all know about him and see it in new ways i felt like that was a way to do something that hadn't been done and that was really what i was excited to be able to do in this iteration you have said uh, that all of us imagine ourselves or have imagined ourselves to be Batman. And I know that's why I love those stories from the time oh, yeah. I was a kid, because he isn't he didn't come from another planet. Right. He doesn't have magical powers. He's just a guy totally. that wants Don't to do good. And that's the, thing. Ha- the other question is, what is good? One of the things that I think is interesting is learning so how to be Batman. You know, the whole idea. This is all an experiment in the movie. The idea is that we're in year two. It's the Gotham experiment. It's a criminological experiment. He's trying He's to really figure grown, out though. I mean, he looks sort of a lot different what he can than he do did that can finally change this ago. place. And in our story, 
as he's in that yes. mode, that's where you meet him and you see that he is charting what he's doing and he's seeing that he's not having any of the effects that pale? he wants to have yet. And that is when the murders start to happen and then the murders begin to describe sort of the he history of Gotham pale. in a way that Listen only reinforces what he knows about he Gotham, talks about Batman. it opens up a whole new world of corruption that went much farther. Dude, this is your guy, man. This is your guy. being an origin tale for him it ends up being something that touches on his origins. So you start to see that as it starts to describe this epic history of corruption in Gotham, that you start to understand, well, where did my family sit in that? And that, that I love sense, Chris Nolan. I think this guy understands is, Batman the best. Is a way to take a story that is oh, a detective yeah. story, a very point of view story, a mystery. Look at Aisha uh, Tyler. Course, She's like, you know, uh-huh, action, uh-huh, yep, yep, kind of yep, stuff. yep, But at yep. the end of it, it also is incredibly personal for him, even though it is the story in which he's trying to understand and unravel this mystery. Ah, it's it's I, it's so layered. I, I really I'm really excited about She's it. She's a Speaking legit of what super we know, nerd about Gotham. You've revealed some of the characters in this story and the casting Dude, look is at just the camera, extraordinary. Man. Can you move, They're amazing. Can you I mean, you know, we have, the camera? you know, Paul Dano the plays a version of the Riddler oh, that sorry, I was no one has ever seen before. It's really exciting. He's such a, an incredibly creative actor and so what really, he is doing I think is going to blow people's minds and and then to have you know Zoe Kravitz like her iteration of Selena left, Kyle so like, to me that's incredibly exciting you have an iteration <sighs> that you've never Here. seen of what she's doing but it touches on all these kind of iconic sort of things that people know from the comics so it's always about trying to square what you sort of know with what also is new and, and like, that is really if Ed Norton of, turned out better sort of process older, of making the Batman guy. movie which is to find a way to make it your own and to find it, a way for the actors like, to make it their insane. own and yet still connect face. to all these things that people also go oh Wait, that's yeah. my that's my Selena I know I know who that is oh, and he's I, think, talk, he's talking about your I guess favorite. the one thing about can you really the, not the, turn the yourself to the screen is that it actually in a weird way is the origins of a lot of our rogues gallery characters. So, like, Selina isn't Catwoman yet. That's actually part of the journey. Oz is not yet the kingpin that he's going to become. He's the penguin. In fact, he doesn't like being called the penguin. And the Riddler is just emerging for the first time. So that's all incredibly exciting. And then we have, like... Do I have to go this way? Not the Zoom camera. Who is, you know, I work work with on the Apes movies. He's one of the most beautiful You're looking to the right and and down from the camera. That I feel like people have never seen before. Which is really exciting to share with people. And then we have uh, an incredible... Turn your head 90 degrees to the left. That Jeffrey Wright is just one of the great the actors. And to be able to work with him in a totally no, new iteration I, of I don't Gordon. know, maybe and, it, and then we have you know, the amazing John Turturro, who's going to be a Carmine Falcone, who, again, I think, in this iteration, you've never uh, seen yeah. that version before. That's and how a, all these characters froze, I think. connect, I think, for me, was one of the, the challenges, but also exciting things about the creation of the story, which is that in in going oh on this sort of uh, yeah, Zoom desire to solve or, or the urge and, and the c- compulsion to solve uh, this series of crimes, you have all of these time. iterations of the beginnings of these characters so that you, the whole movie is like, it's like a snowball rolling. You can just feel the momentum building and building and that, that's that's the attempt. Mm. It's exciting to be able to talk to you in the middle of, of oh, well. making this, you know, this incredibly rich uh, undertaking. And, uh, you're an incredibly busy man, uh, not just this film. It's just announced that you're going to be working on the Gotham PD oh, series. Oh, it's going to have the Gotham yeah. How are these two projects going to dovetail? Uh, how are the series and the film's worlds going to overlap or connect? Yeah, totally. I mean, for me, 
The idea of this story was a story in which Gotham, which has this sort of depth of corruption, and then the idea that we could actually do a series that is going deeper into an aspect of it, which in this case is the corrupt police department, the corrupt... I finally figured it out. The way we're going to do the series, which is, I mean, I'm incredibly... Terrence Winter is just... Oh, people are going crazy for Pattinson on the So the idea that we got him to do this, I mean, just uh, is is literally a dream. Of course. The idea is we go back to year one. Men like him, man. And year one is the beginning of the emergence. It's the first appearance of this masked vigilante that starts to unsettle the city. And you start to see the story through the point of view of these corrupt cops. And one in particular, and the story is actually for a battle for Bruce his Wayne, soul. Like Christian Bale, I think. Over generations, and his the yep. history of corruption in in Gotham is enormous and goes back many years. Playboys are and not generally jocks. Like, as you realize that there's this myth building in the background. You're actually in you're a, a new place where you've Matt never Green seen these characters before, some of which we'll touch on that you <laughs> Wait, may have seen from the now, comics, but others totally new. Then you so can go down an avenue capture. and go into detail that okay. you, you couldn't do in a movie and, and to go into these sort of rich places and meet entirely new characters that, that Terrence is going to create. It's, and I'm incredibly excited about it. That's awesome. I mean, like I said, it just dimensionalizes that multiverse that much more and, and adds that much totally. more depth to it. Now, as you know, Matt, here in the DC Fandom, it's not just a celebration of all the superheroes and the villains that we love, but most importantly, it's a celebration of the fans. So we have some questions for you straight oh, cool. from the, the fanverse. Let's okay. see what they're going to ask. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. This question comes from Arvin in the UAE. Oh, wait. I can actually do this, yes, too. When it comes to out. costume design and the collaboration processes behind it, to bad. what extent were stars able to implement their own influence within the design? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, actually, quite a bit. I mean, we have, of course, uh, an incredible costume designer, Jacqueline Duran, and the bat suit was designed by Glenn Dillon. And they're geniuses. Matt Reed. It's great to work Already. with them. But one of the things that's really important is being able to work with the actors. Like Rob he knows had Batman. a very important part in designing the suit in that Batman. he had to be able to wear it. He also to knows to how to talk it. And one of the things to about the public, this Batman which is important, is that it is he's got a lot of it's very practical. Folks the whole idea movie. is that he's made it himself. And so we needed to be able to sort of see how it would fit on him listeners. in these I ways that he could move, but the also look like that it was something that was still evolving. Ritter's and fault. And I didn't realize what was going He's on. in year two, so he's it, been wearing it. It was a still it, image so of you going He goes every this. night looking for trouble. So you look at his cowl, and you can actually see there are gashes in it. And, grabbing and, and a drink all of that or something. detail but was incredibly exciting sort of dialogue between me and the costume designers and then having Rob involved. Yeah, I mean, the actors have a lot to do because you always do a dialogue with everyone so that we can arrive at the thing that feels... More. The most grounded, the most honest, and the most character-based. I'm just hoping everybody got pockets. <laughs> uh, you know why, too? I will tell you this. One of the big things that uh, Rob actually talked to Christian Bale, and Christian Bale was like, just make sure you're going to be able to relieve yourself. So all of that <laughs> sort of was actually part of what was important talking to, to Christian too. Bale, like, man, okay, yeah. He needs to be able to put it on. He also needs to be able to live as a human being. Okay, we got uh, here's a video question from Pedro in Brazil. Hi. I'm Pedro from Brazil, and I believe that one of yes, the most are. important things about the whole Batman mythology is not just the characters such as Batman or the Joker, it's Gotham City itself. So I wanted to ask you, uh, what should, the, should we fans expect to see from Gotham City in this film? 
Thank you. You're absolutely right. Like you know it's just as important as any time. of the rogues gallery. It's it's sort of like the, the nature of what this place is and the history I'll of it is critically important to our story. And one of the things that I really wanted to do, because it is the center of this story, especially the history of corruption in the city, was I wanted to present it in a way that was really fleshed out. I wanted Whoops. it to feel like an Wait, American city you'd never been to. I mean, other that. iterations have, you know, obviously the Burton one had very, very theatrical, beautiful, beautiful sets. And Nolan had the version that he created in Batman Begins, and that was a particular thing. And then parts of Chicago and parts of Pittsburgh. And what we're trying to do is create a version of it that you haven't seen before. So some of the locations that we've chosen, the idea is to take, let's say there's like a, we have like a Gotham Square. So that's like Times Square, right? Now, if we shot it in Times Square, then you'd be like, I guess Gotham is New York. But in our case, it's actually going to be Liverpool. And the idea is to go to Liverpool, where there's all the sort of the, the foundation of the Gothic architecture, and then add all of the more modern structures in, through CG, but in a way that you're going to, when you see the movie, now that I've blown it, of course, I've told you what it is, but you'll be uh-huh. like, hey, where's that city? Where did they shoot? And so the aspect of Gotham and realizing it has been, for me, one of the great pleasures in getting go. to mount the movie. That's amazing. Evla from Germany says it's already known that the That's movie is going to explore Bruce's right? second year as Batman. How do the citizens what? of Gotham perceive the vigilante? Oh, that's a good question. Because it's still early and because he is a vigilante, which means he takes the law into his own hands. I mean, if you were in a city and there was a guy who dressed up as a bat and showed up out of the shadows and sometimes confronted those people and beat them up because he felt what they were doing was wrong so that he could sort of put the fear of God in them about the the logo there, bottom left. I think we would wonder, well, gee, that that guy sounds a little dangerous. He's not yet. The vision of the what, character that he becomes when he logo? becomes a symbol of no, hope I'm saying, for the city. Is the Bizzlecast logo the invasive and there so in the bottom left? They're afraid of him, frankly. There's, he's kind of a growing was... legend. I think there are some people who are wondering, does he exist? How exactly does he exist? And that legend is building day by day and has been since he made his first appearance about a year and a half ago as we were in year two. So, so yeah, the public is afraid of him. I mean, that's one of the things I think that he yeah, will confront. Go, uh in the course of the story, and that Rob has to sort of deal with in playing the character, which is the idea of how he's perceived. And speaking of Rob, Aditya in Indonesia has a video question. What was the best part of Robert Pattinson that he was chosen as the new Batman? I mean, the thing about Robert Pattinson is he's an incredible actor. I feel like the work that he's done in the last... I don't know. Six years has been incredible. Like I, a friend of mine uh, made a movie called bad. Lost City of Z, and Rob ap- appeared in that movie. I and I was like, who is that guy? He had just such right charisma, now. and he Rob in the movie has this incredible beard, and you're like, who is that? And it's Rob, and Rob in the Rover, and Rob in Good oh, Time. Go. He is like a chameleon, and he is so he's just such a gifted actor, and he's been working on his craft in this really incredible way, and yeah, that's, he that's also happens to be I, a I tremendous, passionate sort of fan of Batman the way that I am. And so it was this, it was an incredible thing to be able to to connect with him and to share our excitement about the character and to work with him. I mean, you know, he he looks like Batman, but more than anything, he yep. has the soul of someone, I think, that can play a Batman like you've never seen before. Uh, Andy from Australia asks, how long did it take to build the Batsuit, Batmobile, and Batbike? And did you have to, to build to a set to create the Batcave? You know, it's funny. It's like it's like stepping into your childhood in a certain way because, you know, obviously the the first thing you have to do is you have to craft a story that you think is worthy of the character. But then once you've done that and it becomes like, oh, yeah, we're making this movie, 
one of the things you have to do is you have to design a bat suit. You have to design a batmobile. You have to have a bat cave. You have to have bat bites. All of the things that yeah, he's yeah, going to have. That's, that's and so, you know, for <laughs> me, that's been one of the exciting things. And that happened even before we were quite done with Early the last iteration of the script. Out. You know, we'd, we'd already gone through chat. passes and it was quite clear what the vision of the world was being. While I'm writing, I actually I already have a production screen. designer on. And so he would be sending, as I'm writing scenes, I might send stuff to James. And he's like, oh, well, what about this for a Batcave? And so, yes, we had to build a set, a set for it. Um, but I think it's an incredibly original and different set. I think it's going to be really fun for, for the audience to discover and some way, what just version of exa- the picture exactly this Batcave is going to be. The Batmobile and the Batsuit, they took a long time. You know, I mean... Glenn came on quite early, and we we worked in the designing of it again as I was writing, and the idea of him being able to fight in it. And so they started illustrating, and I'd say, I'd say we spent easily a year to do the bat suit, and then to get into uh, the the Batmobile, and that, of course, that part's a dream. I mean, you know, you start Dude, the idea of getting to do so your own version of the Batmobile is like you're just kind of like uh. What? That's the incredible candy, right? Like the, the, the telling of a story is the hard work and trying to make sure that you're doing the right thing. And then when you get to There's dive into the idea of this car that, again, feels connected to this version of the character, a grounded version of the character. This is something that he built. And to try and look at those kind of rough seams and imagine how all that works, it's, a, it's been an incredible sort of gift to be able to do that. So much fun. Uh, Alejo from Argentina asks, what will be the main difference between this Batman and the other incarnations from previous films? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, as we said, it's not an origin tale. And you're meeting him yes. in the early days. And for yes. me, what's not really an important tale. about this iteration is that That's the, the other stories are very tale. much about how he had to master the free words I was waiting master for. himself not in order to become Batman. Tale. And that in that... Batman state, he's sort of in his best self. And I think for me, what was exciting was not doing that, not doing the origin, not doing what we'd seen done so beautifully in other movies, but instead that's to meet I, him that's in what the I wanted, this not an origin. experiment, to see him in the becoming of Batman and to see him make mistakes as Batman and Again, see as we've talked him grow about, and fail as and long as we don't see the parents do all the things that we associate with film, Batman but in a way that felt very human and very flawed. We don't the biggest fantasy, of like course, as a kid would have been to be Batman. And so again. the idea of putting the audience in the shoes of that character and make the audience feel the way that he feels, I think that to me... I hope is what's different about what we're doing is to try and do it in exactly that sort of manner. And then, of course, the other things that are from the earlier history of the comics, like him being the world's greatest detective and how he got there. You know, those things have been touched on, but I don't know that they've been as central to the plot as they are in this particular Batman. So there's a lot of things I hope that will be totally different. Actually, you know what? I can Cliff from Australia asks, what's one deep cut cover up comic fans might be surprised thing. to see has what's inspired this? the Batman? You know, for me, because I wanted to get into the mindset of the character and I wanted to think of the psychology, for me, I think one of the cool deep dive ones was Darwin Cook's ego. He's confronting the beast that is Batman and, and it's uh, kind, of, kind of duality. I mean, there's a lot in what, you know, I was trying to do in, in that, the story I want to about him confronting the shadow side of himself. The degree to which you have Batman self-knowledge, ego. you're able to understand your motivations. But 
he's broken Batman. So while he's doing all of these things for the reasons that he thinks is right and that, are, that have a heroic sort of grounding in them, there's also many things that are driven by the parts of himself he doesn't yet know. I have chills right now, man. And so I would say that I, that I, kind of sort of psychological union shadow side, this guy is impressing that sort of version of is, is very much connected to that vision from Darwin Cook. I'm uh, just absorbing Eagle. everything. Yosef from once. Bolivia says, <laughs> which non-Batman movie I mean, were Aisha, Matt Reeves. Tyler, it's happy to have questions right now oh. because she is blown well, away by how because intellectually the this guy has thought about Batman. a detective story, because it is a you know, a, a, a thriller in the sort of cop world, and because it's about corruption, we're treating this Batman story as if this is as if this could have happened. I mean, the idea is that as I said, Batman doesn't have this sort of the ability to have sort of super heroic powers. He just has super heroic focus and super heroic drive. And so for me, you know, a lot of movies like, like Chinatown was a key one because Chinatown, Jake Giddies, in investigating that sort of He's the series of crimes Chinatown. that were God part of that him. story, he discovers the depth of corruption in Los Angeles. And so in that way, it's like a classic noir and that's very much the series Zach of murders Snyder that Zack Snyder can't hold Batman a candle to this guy. This guy's running um, circles around Zack Snyder's brain. So Chinatown brain. was a really big one. And that idea of that kind of gritty, flawed, mm-hmm. this humanity of it, that was very much inspired by those kinds of movies, by like uh, oh French Connection God. and other sort of cop movies like that. I would say even a movie like Taxi Driver, the description of a, oh, of a place and, and very much driver. getting inside oh of somebody's God. head. And I guess a lot of really sort of 70s uh, street grounded stories so matt one of the exciting things about the batman as a character is that he's so layered and uh and so kind of intense that you can dip into his life at different points and none of these different characters these different iterations of the batman or gotham or the entire kind of batman universe as it was will tread on the ground that others have already covered oh totally i mean for me that's exciting like the idea of the history of batman like there are just the idea of the actors who have played Batman, like Adam West, <laughs> when I was a kid, like Adam West, my dad. that was like, when I was five and watching him as Batman, like that blew my mind. I wanted to be Batman so badly. And then I remember when I was a little bit older and then Keaton came onto the scene with the Burton movie, I was like, I was so excited they were going to do a theatrical version of that. And then the iterations that have followed, like so many incredible people. I mean, Bale was amazing. I mean, incredible. Everything that Chris Nolan was astonishing. Oh, yeah. And I, like, I personally, I love Ben Affleck as, as Batman. Amazing. I thought he was incredible. Like, an iteration, again, that we hadn't seen. So, like, in, in fact, I'm really excited because I know that they've got, uh, Zach is going to be doing the, the new uh, Justice League of his that he didn't get to do originally and now he's getting to do it and I can't wait to see that. He's so for me, the crazy. idea that there are sort of, first of all, to be a part of history like that is an incredible thing and I, I do think that that's one of the things, it's kind of like the comics, you know, when you look at the comics, there are so many Man, iterations of Batmans, there are so many different people's Batmans, there's the, there's Neil Adams' Batman, there's, you know, of course there's Bob Kane and Bill Finger's Batman and there's Frank Miller's Batman, there's oh, so many Neil Batmans Armstrong. and so... To me, that's one of the joys of being in the kind of comic book world is to try and say, hey, what can we do to put our spin Mm. on this so that people can find a new way of looking at that character that they love? I remember when the Dark Knight graphic novels came out when I was a kid. How ra- what a radical departure that felt like. How exciting that was. Oh my god! But it didn't erase all the ways that I had connected with that character previously. It just made the world richer and you know more exciting. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like. 
It's the strange thing of, of, of wanting to be able to find a way to come at it in some new way, and yet it has to be Someone connected wrote, to that thing that you love. Their heart is racing right now and after hearing me, what Being Reeves part of that saying. history and being part of all of that. Dude, this guy is, is sort the of perfect guy. Almost unbelievable. I don't know who's you better. You have to pinch yourself. So, Matt, before we wrap up, I think that what the fans really want is go. to get just even a tiny glimpse of what the film is going to look like. And, you know... Uh, uh, gonna give this a, is a fan experience. I'm hoping you brought us something we can show It's fandom. And, you know, having been to Comic-Con and all of that, you don't come without anything. And, you know, look, we've only shot 25% of the movie, 25, 30% of the movie. So there's so much. This is just scratching the surface. But there was no way that I could come here and not bring a look at the movie. So, yeah, I'm incredibly excited to share uh, what is just the first tease of our movie. And um, I hope you guys like it. Here we go. Oh, wow. Whoa. Oh. Has to be a real one. From your secret friend. Underneath the bridge. Who? Nirvana? Jim Gordon? Looking fucking good at Jim Gordon there. Having a clue. Let's play a game, just me and you. Any of this mean anything to you? Matt, you look so good in that bat suit. Oh, that's that's got to be the red one there. Yeah, that's that's Bruce. Oh, wow. What's he writing to you? If you are justice, please do not lie. What is the yes. price for your blind Oh, is that her and the Catwoman suit? The hell are you supposed to be? That looks like... Is that supposed to be like a Joker gang? Better fight than anything in the Dark Knight trilogy, right there. I'm Vengeance. Oh, I'm yeah. Vengeance! He's like Daredevil, I dig it. I am the Knight, I am Batman. <laughs> this guy's crazy! That's one of the things. Oh, wow. Nirvana, man. That's awesome. They're hiding Dana, which is smart. You're yeah. part of this too. Wait a minute. Oh wait, here it is. How am I part of this? You'll see. Oh, is it? There it is. There it is. You have to hide Dan out. You, you, oh, ah, I'm so excited for this film. It's amazing that you only shot, you know, a oh, quarter I, of it, I, and it's already feels so Jimbo robust and, and and intricate, and I can't wait to see the finished product. The Thank you so much for being here City uh, right with now. me and with all the fans around the world. The, the who are quote, so excited the for quote this Alan Tudyk from Harley Quinn. Why am I super? pumped for the batman well thank you so much thank you i it's it's a pleasure so and an honor to be here and I, orgasm I, i'm really excited that we're going to get back to Justice making this League, movie so that you guys we're can post see that it. for this guys a huge thank you to the fans yep. around the world for your dedication to dc oh so it's, it's and over honestly now honestly for being the inspiration behind the whole dc fandom itself 
We literally would not be here if it wasn't for you. You're awesome. And so, for those so of you who are just joining us then, now, right? stay tuned for the Wonder Woman panel as our DC Fandoms show That's starts right. from the top in just a minute. That is right. The same amazing programming wow. in this incredible Hall of Heroes coming your way. So if you took a bathroom but break and missed even a minute, do not move because uh, the show is going to go on it'll again. Be on. This is your opportunity to get exclusive insider information and special well, looks we'll have, at your favorite I, I can, characters I can look and on comics. YouTube. Plus, don't miss the amazing art submissions to, and cosplay on, uh, sent in by yeah. you, the fans. On behalf of all of our global hosts from around the world, my God, I'm Aisha that Tyler, is... here with my co-host. Aisha Tyler, you did a great job, and everything that sucked was not your fault. But of course we knew See that. here. Okay, there's the tr- oh, here we go. Here we go. I got it's it. On, uh, I got it. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got it. Oh, I, I, got I, I it. couldn't. I One couldn't. Sec. One sec. Here we go. Oh, I couldn't contain myself during that. <laughs> off the uh, screen here a little bit. That was... Yeah, well, I was... Oh, yeah. From your secret friend. Yeah. Who? Nirvana's so perfect. No more lies. Having a clue. Oh, we got... Jim Gordon. Let's play a game. Just How good does Jeffrey Wright look as Jim Gordon in this? Any of this mean anything? I had to, to convince you? my dad on a little bit, but he'll come around. He looks he looks so good. You're becoming quite a celebrity. I mean, he looks amazing what in that right bat. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know. If you are justice. This is the first movie I want, not another Batman begins. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, they're both using handmade uniforms in the first one. How are you supposed to be? Yeah. I mean, this is Daredevil shit right here, man. This is fucking Daredevil shit. Oh my god. He looks good. Robert Pattinson is a I'm beast. Vengeance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna get to see that. You got when we were watching that first show, but and they're teasing the Joker the without the Joker. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a Joker gang. You're part of this too. Is that Daniel's voice right there? I'm not part of this. I think so. Yeah, that's Dano. Yeah, that that. They can't go straight Riddler, and you have to disguise Dano's voice a little bit because you, you know what I mean? It, it, like funny psychotic doesn't fit with what's going on here. You need actual dark, crazy psychotic. Yeah, you, yeah. You need like uh, you need someone, you know. Yeah, you just need to make it like a serious villain and. I mean, if you're going to do Detective Batman, you need the you need the Riddler 
and it seems like this is a Riddler that's going to be a really good live action movie Riddler than the one we got a few years ago. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um. All right, dude. Um. So this is the part where we do final thoughts and then turn it into an audio quickie. So this will be mostly talking. Yeah. Is that cool? That's cool. Okay. Um, why don't we work backwards? Because uh, Batman is the most important thing in terms of the movie. Batman is the most important thing in terms of the video game. And while I knew I would love Wonder Woman and I was excited to see crazy Ezra Miller, honestly, the, two thing, the thing I didn't know about that shocked me with how good it was was the video game. And the thing I thought it would be great but was even better was the combination of the trailer, but uh, Jimbo Ritter, uh, and let's do, to do a quick sort of informal uh, introduction here if, if we're sort of leading into the quickie podcast. We had a great day watching DC stuff mostly, even the stuff we didn't like, um, which yeah. is Matt Reeves is an intellectual on the level of, like, the way that... Um, uh, Joss Whedon talks about like vampires and werewolves is like how Matt Reeves talks about everything in Batman and Gotham City but even further like he could write a dissertation on it he, did you see how he was speaking directly guys I, I can't you must see the trailer but you must also see the Matt Reeves interview he was speaking directly into the camera like as if he had rehearsed it but he didn't need to because he spent so much time thinking about it yeah, he knows he knows Batman top to bottom. Like he was pulling some deep cuts, even I haven't read, so Talk to me about we knew Matt Reeves was the man, he was brilliant, he loved Batman, he was gonna go deep. But talk to me about some of the stuff, big picture or small, that you were even more impressed about with, with his um, like he was, performance. He was saying like there's gonna be a little bit of the Batman well, he was talking about like Batman ego might be in here a little bit, and I'm like, because that's deep cut. Because I haven't even heard of that that book, so it's. I mean, his knowledge is past mine. With Batman, what, and what what in his, particular? So, what was one small thing and one big thing about his appearance and his presentation that really impressed you? Would you say? Just the way he. They didn't have to really lead him into talking it too much. He just went off. <laughs> he knew his stuff, which was a good thing. You know, you didn't have to, to lead him so they would know what, what they had to say. He knew what he needed to say. And guys, we're going to talk about the video games in a second. I'm just going to run clips of the trailer and the video games on loop here just yeah, to have yeah, something well, to look um, at. The, the big... The big thing I was surprised about was his one of his big inspirations of movies for this was Chinatown. What do you think about that one there, Chinatown? I mean, you know, he mentioned Chinatown, he mentioned Taxi Driver. On the one hand, you know, coming from a uh, film snob kind of school, that's stuff you hear a lot, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But he's so authentic... You know what I mean? And he's so clearly a smart guy. Um, 
And I'm not one who studies movies really before the, you know, the 70s or 80s, you know. Um, and so I, I'm not going to pretend. Um, uh, if you have any insight on that, uh, go for it. Uh, no, I, I just think that that's pretty neat that, you know, he's, he's pulling some of the old, like, like film noir, like detective films to try to craft his own noir detective film. Yeah, I, I think the important thing is he is treating Gotham as a city that happens to have a Batman that happens to have some weird villains as opposed to a comic book story and trying to shove that into something more realistic, right? Um, This is the whole genre thing, right? Like, this was the big thing with Captain America the Winter Soldier. It was like, wow, we can do a spy thriller that happens to have Captain America and, you know, Nick Fury with a machine gun on his car. But it was like a genre film first, almost, and a superhero film second. Obviously, the big team-up ones, so Avengers are going to be, or Justice League are going to be, you know, comic book movies. Um, Or you have the Deadpools and Shazams, which are specifically wink-wink, nod-nod, right, towards that sort of thing. Um, This is the way to do it for Batman, dude. You know what I mean? And, like, having everything... We said it even beforehand with the pictures. Everything being sort of handmade, you know what I mean? Sort of half... um, uh, half built, or like, you know, he had just strung that light fixture up, and, you know, the car looks like it still needs a few parts, you know what I mean? Like, that's definitely the way to go. Obviously, yeah. we're, we're going to get the full, um, we're gonna get the full, uh, you know, uniforms and everything eventually, but for the first one, when you're doing what, you know, he said this isn't an origin story. This is what I call a secondary origin story. I love secondary origin stories. For a secondary origin story, this is the way to do it. Um, now, Batman Begins did a yeah, good Yeah, he's already, yeah. yeah. I was going to say. He's already, you know, yeah. in the suit and, like, out in the world. Right. And so, point. even though Batman Begins was predictable because we know the story, they did a good job of not over-explaining. You know, my biggest criticism of the Han Solo movie was like, here's how Solo got the name Solo. Here's how Chewie got the name Chewie. Here's how this... Like, you know, like, if you're... Especially if you're going to do prequels, you have to tell us new things about the, uh, the, 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 the characters we like, not explain things we already know, right? That was the big flaw of the Star Wars prequels, was not just that it was bad in various ways, but he explained a whole bunch of things that we didn't need to know about, you know what I mean? Um, rather than telling us new stuff. Um, and... This is certainly not doing that. Um, so my question to you is, yeah. we know the Detective Comics thing, we know this is a secondary origin story. Do you think, outside of what we know are the direct influences here, plus just the Matt Reeves vision, do you feel like he's just going to pick and choose from other great Batman things that fit this vision? Does that make sense? Yeah, he can... Well, I mean... And did you see what? any in that trailer? I mean, like, what, what, were there some? Was there some stuff in that trailer that reminded you um, of you know of what I mean? Halloween? Of other yes. of, of Long Halloween? No, of Long Halloween, but also of anything else um, the Batmany that you like that maybe you weren't expecting to get. Uh, I'll have to rewatch it a little bit more times to talk about that because it's still very fresh in my mind yet. Mm-hmm. But. 
But as of now, the long Halloween thing I could see was where you see him and it was Catwoman on the other side. Kind of remind me of that one panel we have there mm-hmm. from the long Halloween. By the way, I love how the beginning of the trailer, it scratches and it looks really ghetto and you think there's something wrong with the trailer. Did you notice that? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me do that. Let me do that for the uh, for the people. So guys, listen closely at the very beginning here. Wait, hold on. Right there. Nice. But it's tape. It's yeah. tape. But you think it's scratching and everything's moving weirdly. Yeah. Alright, walk us through it. Walk us through the trailer one time here. Alright. Because the sound will come up on the podcast. Alright, well, let me uh, get my earbuds in so we can. Alright, I'll start this over again. From your secret friend. So, guys, this is. This is a uh, acoustic version of Nirvana's Something in the Way, which is a really haunting song. Let me know when you're okay. ready, pal. Oh, ready? here we go. Okay, here There's we go. Your, your strap is down. Here we go. Scratching sound. And, again, how good does Jim Gordon look in this film? I mean... Duct tape. You can do an entire scene where you are getting uncomfortable by the sound of duct tape. That's brilliant filmmaking. From your secret oh, yeah. friend. Underneath the bridge. Who? Again. Oh, there's a boy, Jeffrey Wright. He looks amazing as Jim Gordon. I think Jeffrey Wright's really an under-actor, but that's perfect for Gordon. Having a yeah. I, I keep wondering if he's going to be in that Gotham uh, TV show Just they were talking about. Cast Naomi Scott is back, girl. Can this mean anything to you? Oh. The bat suit. I'm like, I think you all heard me on the podcast when I screamed the bat suit. You'll be coming like, quite. That suit is incredible. Here's the thing. This is all so serious and dire as the first one should be. Why is he writing to you? But yeah. it's the perfect setup for Catwoman, but it's also the perfect setup for Nightwing and or Robin and or Batgirl in movie two to lighten yeah. it up. Justice. Yeah. Please do not lie. Because Batman's losing his soul already, it seems what like. Yeah, he's, he's losing it a bit. Blind. I mean, it looks like he's he, the, the police force is turning against him. That one clip there. And we got. Oh, look at this. Oh, yeah. And he really Are beat they... the shit out of that guy. He's still beating the shit out of that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's being. Yeah. You have, you have to admit, the I'm Vengeance and the brutality of that fight is very Daredevil-esque, which, which is cool. I was listening to it. That- and look, the red, I mean, this is this reminds me of Daredevil, which I love, so I'm cool with that. In that in that one clip, his Batman voice sounds better than, than Ben Affleck's. It sounds closer to Matt Murdock's Daredevil voice, which is great, and... Let's be honest, that's the most brutal fighting. It's better than any, like, I, I, look, dude, I know we love Christopher Nolan. It, well, hold on, we'll watch Yeah, that. he can't, we, he We can't. love Christopher Nolan and everything, but not great with the fight scenes. The Daredevil yeah, fight we, we scenes know, are much we know better. Yeah, we know he can't do uh, action. But, but the I am vengeance and then beating someone even more senseless than they need to is a very Matt Murdock move. Um, and let's be honest. 
Yeah. Matt Reeves is clearly a Batman scholar, but he's also a comic scholar. And guess who wrote for both Batman famously and Daredevil? Frank Miller, who he mentioned. Yeah. And so you know, the man without fear and the Frank Miller run on, on the Dark Knight you know, wasn't that far apart. Um, so this is you know what I call dialoguing between comics. There's no stealing going on. But Daredevil was clearly the response to Batman by Marvel. Like, there's no, there's no two ways about it. We know Daredevil was, like, you know, the Marvel Batman in a lot of ways, right? Um, and and yeah. so for it to come back this way a little bit with a little bit of the aesthetics and the I Am Vengeance thing, I'm all for because the fighting in the Chris Nolan movies, clearly the weakest thing, and we've already seen a fight scene better than really any particular fight that we saw in Nolan. And I know that's what it's not all about, but especially when you're doing Detective Batman, you must agree, when we do get fights, they have to be badass. Yeah. They do. And, yeah, and that, and that fight with the uh, Joker fuck was brutal. What do you think is going to be the personal trigger here? Like, if in all the, you know, traditional tellings, it's about parents or memories of the parents or legacies of the parents or revenge of the parents. Like what? What's gonna set him off here from a personal standpoint? Do you think? I really can't. I really don't know. I mean, in the long Halloween, does it get personal in, in that sort of way? Not really. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe yeah. like a close friend of his gets killed or something. Um, so, this was amazing. Um, I feel somewhat like the beginning and the end of the day were similar in that I expected the directors, Patty Jenkins with Wonder Woman, um, and the lead actor, Gal Gadot, and on the other hand, Pattinson, lead actor, director Matt Reeves. In both cases, I expected the lead actors and the directors to be amazing and the trailers to be amazing. In both cases, you know, they lived up to amazingness, but again, when you see it viscerally, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say in either case that it blew me away beyond what I thought, because I had really high expectations, and I know both of those directors are great, but then you see it, and you know what I mean? And it puts emotions and images in your head. Does that make sense? Like, like, no matter how high your expectations, until you see it, and and that they're going to pull it off, like, we already know that about Patty, right? Because we have a Wonder yeah. Woman movie, and we had a first Wonder Woman trailer. So in some ways, you know, that was less surprising. This was, let's be honest, I, I, w- I want to hear, you must have been a little nervous before this trailer. The, the tiny chance that Matt Reeves either o- maybe overthought it, right? That would be the one thing that maybe would have happened, yeah. was that he overthought it and tried to be a little too artsy and cutesy, as I was talking about. A little too-